Hey everyone, welcome back to Our Minds Lifestyle. I'm your host, Kaydan Bele. And I'm Ethan Bele. And Ethan, how are you doing today? Life has been good. It's been a journey. Um, you said that last time. I did. <laughs> but that's what it's been. I promise you we're not scripted. <laughs> right. Not at all. But yeah. So, you know, everything's been great. Uh, I know we're looking at buying a house soon. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you brought that up. So I do have my first question for you. My first question for you is, Have you, when you were younger, did you know what you wanted your life to look like? I thought I did. All right. What did that look like for you when you were younger? Uh, and what age was that as well? I mean, ever since I've been a boy, I like cars. Like I've give me an age. Cars. Like since I could... Be understanding that <laughs> since you identified exist. as a boy <laughs> <laughs> yeah as soon as I identified as a boy um I wanted to I wanted to have vehicles collect vehicles so right now I'm currently setting my life up like collect vehicles collect. as far as um like just having a fleet of your own vehicles or collect yeah. vehicles and sell uh, just having cars. I always like cars and motorcycles. So I always seen myself having a lot of motorcycles. So when you were like five and four, did you ever play with motorcycles? Yeah, in cars. Yeah. In cars. Yeah. And once you start, once you stopped playing with them, then what did you turn to? Did you ever try to build some? Did you ever? Were you big in like the whole turning your bicycles into? Like, what were you like as a kid? I would say the same. So yeah, like I, I was, I was outdoorsy type of kid, um, riding my bike, you know, running around with the kids on the street, be back before curfew, um, manhunt, tag, how to go seek, how to go get it, <laughs> how to go get it. Everybody well. play how to go get it. Yeah. So how to go, how to get it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just been doing that. It, like it was, it was some fun time. Like you know, and then from there I got into music. That's, okay, what age? I don't remember exactly what age. I just well, I know I was twelve. Since I was twelve, because um, I always tell the story about how I got introduced to it. But mm-hmm. ever since then, um, I I have uh, always been into music. So you went from bikes and cars, which you still do enjoy that, and then you went to music. So you're around 12, and then when you hit high school, were you ever thinking about your career and what your future would look like as far as your um, your career, as far as if you have a family, kids, anything like that? Um, yeah. Uh, so I always see, once I got into music, anything you become passionate about as a kid, you kind of, like for me at least, I wanted to do a career involving that um so yeah i would say it was always my career would be like i was like hey i wanted it to be in the music okay um is there like a vivid picture that you can kind of paint for us once i learned about music production i could understand the word around me because and then once i like but music didn't always start as like this monetary gain type of thing. Um, it started really as an interest that turned into like a diary or an escape somewhere where I can put my thoughts because, you know, I, I had a harder than normal childhood. So um, I put my time into that and I can use my the thing that I liked about music is that like I would create like a scenario or scenery and 
I would imagine myself in these spaces and a but I would envision a blanks either I would so I, I would envision the space that I wanted to be in but as I created it was like a blank blank canvas or a blank space that I would imagine myself in and then I would be designing the spaces as I'm creating the song and I would make the space it's kind of like how VR you go into VR you're inside of something like but in, in, instead of it being VR it was like my own mind my own imagination um, so I would use it to express a lot of situations that I was going through. So what I'm taking from it is you didn't necessarily know music was going to be any type of career of yours. It sounds like music was a really good hobby, something that you were good at, something you picked up on, something that stuck with you throughout your whole life and something that you used as an escape. So take that out of the out of the um, your perspective was there any you know how some people so for example like as women this isn't for me but a lot of women they're like I want the white picket fence I want the family with a lot of kids I want a wife I want to be a stay at home mm-hmm. I want my husband to have a great career I want to have this nice big house um, for me I never really seen myself with kids I never seen myself probably even being married because it just wasn't something that I was drawn to mm-hmm. um, it could be something because maybe I didn't see it as much um, in my family I'm not sure what but for me um i have my own what i what my what i wanted my life to look like but what did you want your life to look like when you were getting into middle school and starting to understand you're becoming a young adult wealthy i knew that i would it too because i living here in cleveland i've always moved a lot so i would be staying in the suburbs at one point then i'll be in cleveland then which is a broad city but like i would be in different parts of cleveland so i remember living like 123rd and linda crave or um like between like harvard and miles um i can relate i lived in cleveland for three years and i've traveled to eight cities or i lived in eight cities in three years that's a lot right and then i lived in bedford garfield you can name them all right but um we're still not answering my question so my question is i know you said you want to be wealthy but did you did it sounds like you really didn't put too much thought into what your life would look like based off of what i'm taking from you i imagine what it would what it would look like but as a kid i never i was never taught to like create the like design the life you want want. yeah okay so that then now we're getting somewhere so you were never taught that so you really we met at 19 so up until us I know you talked about going to school in in Florida. Like, that was one of your dreams of going to school for the engineering and everything. But outside of that, was was family ever on your mind? Did you ever want a lot of kids? Like, what do you remember? As a kid, I did value, like, weddings. Like, I always wanted to, like, have a great, a nice big wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted my wife to be fire. Like, I knew that. That's it. Yeah, like that's as much thought I gave into relationships. I feel you. And Um, and it's probably like that for a lot of men, maybe too. Kids, I was always focused on not having kids because I was always worried that I would have a kid at a young age. So. And you didn't. Right. (laughs) Because I I just, and no shade to anybody who does. Like, my mother had me young. So. um, But I was. I seen so many people have children before they were ready. Um, like a lot of people. And I could see the impact that it 
had on the, the child, child growing up. and them. Yeah, and them. So um, I always made it a mission to not have children before I was ready. That's good. And so for you as a man, how hard... Because you were very sexually active. When, I, don't know, I don't know when you... Well, I know when you lost your virginity. But from the time you lost your virginity up until, like, when we, even when we met and even, you know, within our, our relationship, you were very sexually active. So what did you do? Or what, what did you do to keep you from having kids? And also, do you feel like it's also very easy if someone doesn't want to have kids to make sure that they're not bringing a kid in this world before they are ready? How do you feel about both of those? That was a loaded question. I know. Start um, with the one as far as um, it being easy not it to being have children. Easy not to have children. Okay. Um, for me, it was because I was taught the bird and the bees conversation, so I was aware of how it worked. Mm-hmm. So I always made sure that I was very disciplined with pulling out. I've always made sure. that's one thing I've always I can feel when like things are about to happen like so you know so do you feel like men who who it's no accident if you don't pull out it's a choice nah that part is a choice when you feel like you're about to orgasm but i know also what i was taught in health that all men are different so just like all women are different Mm -hmm. and so some men like don't feel that they're prenutted and it just like so a lot of women are getting pregnant off a prenut could be or I know a few people that people ain't pulling out like a lot but of I'm girls saying, have told me not to pull out and I'm like that's what I'm nah, saying fam. so if if you as a man if even if someone doesn't tell you not to pull out you know when you're about to nut and you know if you're gonna like you know if you're gonna pull out or not yes also some of the women you're, you may have been having sex with you can also like okay one I'm not ready to have a kid but then if I was to have a kid the lady she a good partner for me to have a kid do you ever think oh, about yeah, that absolutely um because i was in a toxic i was in a lot of toxic relationships imagine like, if you had kids or any of them bruh like and the crazy part is i was always like the way that i was taught you like a girl you show her how good of a husband you are mm-hmm. and you protect provide for her etc that's how i was raised and it's been instilled in us so i was always i would be considered the good guy like when it came to dating up until a certain point Mm -hmm. and that's when I got my heart broke by the last girl I was talking to and I didn't become like a crazy womanizer or anything like that I feel like most of my exes would like be with me in a different lifetime like they would be with me to this day like not not even saying anything wrong yeah or not even that I didn't do anything wrong it's just I was never a toxic spouse Mm -hmm. like I wasn't the person that's like so if it it wasn't for them messing up the relationship y'all would probably still be together today yeah because you wouldn't have left them unless they did something really really wrong but based off what I know they did stuff wrong and if it wasn't for them I think most of them left you even though they did something wrong or did you ever leave the relationship I left him. You Once left it him? got to got to a certain point, there was only one or two people that I took them back after like them doing something foul. But mm-hmm. it was one girl. It was just like it was one of those things where like I had to learn. I had to go through that lesson. Right. Um. But I, cause I kept putting myself back with her. Cause I mean, and also you know a lot of people would be manipulative. So it was right. like you know not being aware of manipulation. Um they would like you know they would do their dirt I'm mad I'm leaving and then they would play real nice like you know 
And I'm like, okay, things gonna be different. Like, you know. And it wasn't? No. Right. Okay. And I definitely understand that. I've, I really didn't have a lot of relationships. Um, I definitely had, uh, what was the word? Entanglements. Um, <laughs> but I didn't really have a lot of relationships. Um, I just was never, I was very particular of who I would even have entanglement, entanglements with. Couldn't get out entanglements with. Yeah. But um, yeah. So where you are now with you leading up to being close to thirty, where do you see your future in your thirties? I would say further establishing myself. Give me as as much of a detail as you can. Working on well, working on what I'm gonna do with my time. I know I'm gonna leave something on this planet, and if children is one of those things, then. I want to leave something for them as well. Okay. So have you been thinking about children? Yeah, I would say more now lately just because I am 29. I'm approaching 30. Um, I know also, too, because, like, we're together. And I know you don't want to be pushing out kids at 45, 50. So, right, yeah. So, exactly. (laughs) So just, you know, taking that into account. Um... If honestly, yeah. um, what about you? I don't really want to have kids past 35. My just my opinion. Um, it's not. It's it, it could be for health reasons, but it's also just because I don't getting older. I don't want to be experiencing a young child when I'm in those ages. I kind of want to be really just traveling the world. Um, you know, maybe even playing a grandma role a little bit, where I take the you know the kids here and there, um, and then but it fully being their responsibility because even outside of you being a grandmother, it's not the grandmother's responsibility, and it's not. It's not even, like, for example, if we have kids, I'm not just giving, pawning our kids off to the grandparents. You know what I mean? Like, I want to make sure that I have a a system in place so they're not just spending time with their grandparents. And that's the only way that me and you are getting, like, either alone time. Because I know there's a lot of people out there that um, that is their only way to get alone time when it comes to having kids and I think it is very important to not lose yourself when you are having kids because when we got married the guy our ordained minister told us it's God us and then our kids and I still do believe in that as well so we also have to make sure we're giving ourselves time to still enjoy our relationship because our life doesn't stop when we decide to have kids but yes because we are getting up in our 30s um I do want to you know start having kids um which even sounds weird for me to say that because I still can't picture myself with a kid. But me, you get compliments all the time that we would be really great parents. So with that, what are, like, I know, for example, I said if I had a boy, one thing that I would teach my son, especially when it comes to dating, is having a jacket in a car. Like, that's one thing I would, like, an extra jacket in a car. Because when you are dating, um, women, are not a lot of times, they say they're not cold or they're not really prepared for certain things when it comes to food and all of that. Like, just teaching them, teaching him that extra responsibility, I think is going to go a long way for him it's not a responsibility no not a responsibility but just as something that's like a a, a, a gesture yeah a um, nice gesture you want to teach your son how to be how charismatic. to have game and charismatic mm-hmm. yeah those are things that he's going to learn based off of how i treat you exactly so that that's not i mean you could tell him that advice like yeah, yeah that's like, just like one little nugget out, i would throw at him like I mean, hey that's cool know. like these are things i'm thinking about right. i'm like advice. i'm gonna throw that nugget at him yeah. <laughs> what's a nugget you would throw to your son or daughter know how to be self-aware okay and know when to walk away and that 
you can only control what you can control. Is there a way that you feel like you can teach that or is that just a conversation you'll have? It'll be conversations, but it's also my actions that teaches them that. And that's probably why I've waited so long to have children because Mm -hmm. I understand that. Like, I can see when my brothers are with their sons, they're like twins, like Mm -hmm. the personality traits, like even down to the way that they laugh or, you know, like some of my cousins and their daughters, like, or just the relationship, the level of trust um, that children have. And it's so I, I understood that. And I've always been the youngest. So with me being the youngest, I could see a lot of other people having children. And I can see the ones who instill values and uh, who may not have been the best parents or they may have been great, may have been great, uh, great parents, mm-hmm. uh, but they were in the wrong environment. That How much a child is a sponge and a magnet for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I wanted to make sure, like, you know, I, I was well-established before I had children. And so... So, as far as parenting, yeah. what do you feel like your parenting style would look like? We asked some questions today. Yeah, we are. Uh, so, my parenting style... Um, accountability, compassion, understanding, uh, motivation, motivation, or motivational... Um, so those like are words example, that I can say. Yeah, those are words. But like, let's get like into it. Like, I want I want to get like into the parenting. So like, you know, say they're in their so terrible like twos. Discipline. Yeah. Say for um, example, my nephew pooped in my pot. Right. Yeah. He pooped in my pot, and, and I know he knows that he was wrong. He's two. I know he knows he was wrong because he started laughing at me when I came to him. But he's two, so he knows right from wrong. And he's how would you? How would you? How would you discipline your child in a situation like that? Well, as like with my nephew, like while they were staying with us, mm-hmm. I had never had to put my hands on either my niece or my nephew. Um, so, but I didn't really want to build a relationship off of that. Like, I know I had their mother's blessing, like, because she trusts me with that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to have our, I didn't want to have our respect based off of that. Right. So what would you do? The question now, is, what would you do in that situation? Scenario? I would have to talk to him. Okay. Um, it was his first time doing it. I remember the situation. Mm-hmm. It was his first time doing it. Um, I had heard of him doing things like that in the past. Um, so my initial thing was, you know, talk to him. He's going to be in a punishment because he hates standing in a corner. He can't mm-hmm. stand it, mm-hmm. but he'll do it when I tell him to do it. And also because the level of respect that I have from a nephew, um, I didn't, I, I really only had to tell him things once and he'll listen to it whatever I tell him to do he's gonna listen to it because it's not because I'm beating on him or I'm always yelling at him I may call him sternly but uh, my brother he always taught me this with the way that he raises his children Mm -hmm. and he was talking about his daughter and he said um, he said I very rarely whoop like my kids 
keep because you see so so many parents they're always screaming they're always, always yelling. yelling they're always getting a whooping you even see kids that get whoopings all the time and what happens is that over time they're just like oh well mom's yelling again whatever mm, they become like, numb to it yeah or i get a whooping like they get numb to it and so he said that he wanted to make sure if he ever did like raise his voice at his children that is like a big deal mm -hmm. or if he ever did have to whoop them it was a big deal and right. they were like i ain't i ain't he really mad he whooped me like mm -hmm. you know so with my my nieces and nephews i always typically that's how i move with them it's like i very rarely raise my voice with them if i do call them sternly i'm still not screaming at the top of my lungs but they can if the minor tones is very subtle they're but they're, they're still going to be very aware of it so when my voice hit this peak one day, they like, oh. Right, I oh, must have really, really messed, messed up. up. Yeah, I really messed okay, up. Okay, so you're going to use tone. Very much, that's and important. And also uh, just conversating, you know, pretty much having a conversa conversation with them, sitting them down, letting them know, this is what you did. This, this is, is why this is a consequence yeah. and, and also using your tone okay yeah. because um, life has I agree consequences with that. i agree with that 100 yeah. even me being a being a woman women are also known to be the ones that are also really yelling at their kids so then when you're dealing with other kids especially trying to um you know discipline your son there's or your daughter they're not really taking you serious because like you said you're always yelling you're not really getting through to them but for me i'm not even even with me and you when we when we used to argue we rarely argue we have debates but we rarely argue i don't really i'm not i've never been the person where i'm always like just yelling at the top of my lungs like you've never heard that type of conversation and argument from me like i may get a little elevated but it only gets elevated as you get elevated or whatever the case may be but i'm never like all the way up here i just you know so I feel like that's going to transfer off into parenting. So I would say um, I'm really, really excited to see what our parenting would be. Um, I am really excited to see what the next chapter in our life when it comes to parenting. Um, because I do want to be the parent where, if, for example, if I answer the question I asked you, um, I do want to have a nice, uh, you know, a nice family sized house. I could possibly see our mothers. I know I was talking to you about this earlier. Our mothers living with us in some fashion. Maybe if it's a little no, sweet house, like, no. you know, like the little side house or something. Or, you know, until uh, we're able to get their own. I'll buy my mom a. Until we ever get their own, but they I are getting older. So they may, even outside of getting their own, they may need someone that, they may need the extra help. And then what? Because I don't believe I in putting like a them property in a nursing like, home or something. With, yeah. Yeah, with like a few different houses on it something something yeah. like that yeah because one thing about my, my mother and i know about your mom is that they need their space just they as much as i need, need mine their space. so i don't want like a house and then all the well we went house. we couldn't all live in the same house yeah. it has to be separate in some way like there has to be an outside separation now, her, yeah if there was like health <laughs> okay. issues involved or something like that yeah they're closer to me because yes. then you know nobody's gonna take care of my mom like how i'm gonna exactly. take care of because i don't believe in a nursing yeah. home do you but nah i like every situation is different but my mom's not going to nursing home right i would my dad either yeah exactly neither is mine so i would even if like they stay with us but we had someone that came to the house and took care of or a few different people yeah that, yeah because yeah. then it's a little bit more intimate we can build a relationship with mm -hmm. them and because we would be paying them directly right and you can actually vet the person and see who's right. coming yeah. you know so i agree and with I'll that understand you do something to my parent i'm coming after you but yeah i'm, like, I'm really excited so yeah. i know in our 30s <laughs> <I'm> um, really <laughs> <excited>. <laughs> we're doing um we're gonna do a lot of out-of-state 
traveling this year. Maybe yeah. not necessarily. We're, well, we're doing definitely doing out of state traveling, but we're gonna start doing a lot of out of the country. Um, our kids Can't are wait, definitely gonna girl. have their passports, so we're our kids will be traveling, um, and then we're just gonna also have fun because I also do believe that no matter how old you get, you do have to have fun. Because I have a best friend that's actually pregnant right now, and we went shopping the other day, and I think I kind of told you about this, and she was like, you know. She was picking out maternity clothes, but then she was also thinking like, well, how am I going to dress when I'm a mom? And I also know with you being a man and you dating um, or when you were dating or now, you know, if we do date. We are still dating. um, there, you know how they say you ju- you judge women by like what they wear. So if you are a mother, do you feel like there's certain things that a mother should not wear? There's a time and place for everything. Okay. Um, even as somebody who... Um, some places some places call for a level of modesty uh, when it comes to children because we'll probably still go out so yeah, if we go out I'll sure. put on like my cute little dress I'll show like a little bit of cleavage but like you said it's a time no, and place but like I'm pretty sure your daughter's not going really and no judgment to nobody but I'm just talking about my own situation but mm-hmm. like um for example, I don't see why my my children would have to see you like twerking and throwing it in a circle, like on Instagram. Or period, <laughs> like period, like dancing, having a good time is one thing, so you're but saying... like really, how you conduct yourself as a woman, mm-hmm. my my son's gonna look at that as an example for a wife, and how you conduct yourself as a woman, our daughter is gonna, I meant to I meant to say our son and our daughter, but our daughter is going to look at that as an example of a woman to be. So do you feel so, like if we go out, you yeah, feel like you me, you with shouldn't? Heels on and a dress, you know what like, I'm saying? Like when we go out, you feel like I shouldn't twerk and dance anymore? I'm saying like if our kids are around, we should both be oh, conducting ourselves. Oh, you're saying we shouldn't be twerking in the kitchen or on the countertop? Yeah, like wilding out. Like we can have fun, but like. I mean, I would still have fun with them, but I feel you. Like you're you're not gonna see me like just kind of like dropping it low open, and like, doing all that stuff because yeah. I feel you. Like there's still a, a level of etiquette that you do want to have with your with your children, right. and, and I, I feel yeah. that I'm not gonna be the type of person where I'm one way at home and a completely different person. Mm-hmm. You do have to just kind of know and what your kid what you want your kid to be around. Cause, for example, you smoke from time to time, right? Would you Would you smoke around your kid? I wouldn't smoke directly around my children. Okay, but like, like would you let your kid be in another room and you be in another room where they can still? Let's clarify. We're talking about marijuana. We are a cigar every once in a while. Yeah. But essentially, like, because when you say smoke, that could be a wide array of things. But um, I don't know what y'all out here smoking, but <laughs> that ain't none of my business. And even with weed, I smoke that in moderation. That's what I said so, from time to time. Yeah, from time to time. So like. Me sitting around my kids smoking personally, me, no. I don't so want to like smoke around my kids. So, like, you wouldn't watch a movie roll up and your kids right next to you? No. <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't do that. Okay. I would step out. I would okay. do the same. I do that for other people's children. Unless I see them smoking in front of their kids. Like, mm-hmm. if they're smoking in front of their kids and, like, you know, and we're they're having, a like, a company over and I'm there as company, mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to be weird about it. Like, bro, don't smoke in front of your kid. That's not mm-hmm. my business. But for my children... I won't. I'll go outside if it's that if it's that deep. Like. So my question for you: Would you drink in front of your kids? I wouldn't be getting sloppy drunk, but sipping some wine or you know making you a crown and coke. Yeah, like uh, yeah, like I'm. But I'm gonna conduct myself. Less buzz, less buzz, or less of a buzz around my kids mm-hmm. than I would if my kids were around. Okay, so the reason I ask is because with this. 
why. Like, even though there's not too many health issues that come with weed, that's still secondhand smoke. It's really serious. So we don't smoke cigarettes or anything like that or black mouths. But if you were to do any type of smoking, I feel like the biggest harm doing it around the kid is the smoke, not necessarily what you're doing. Or would you disagree? I would disagree because they're things they're gonna um and there are also gonna be examples in their life mm-hmm. and things are gonna be introduced to them so there's valuable lessons we can't teach our kid every lesson in a book but we can do our best mm-hmm. and if my kid grew up i would let them know you know about things i'm not gonna shelter my kid per se mm-hmm. but um because they have to understand some of the things that are out there in the world. That mm-hmm. way, when they come across it... It's not new to them. Yeah, and they... ...into the world. But if they are aware of some of the things that go on in the world and the effects that things can have on you and understand that as long as you say no, you will never have to worry about being addicted to it. As long as, like, I've had wild things introduced to me and I'm like, no, like, I'm good drugs one of them like i've always i'm not worried about excuse me oh my gosh um it's the drink no it's not it has carbonation i'm so excited oh you're so excited okay yeah but um i've had wild drugs thrown to me Mm -hmm. you know and i I call them wild drugs anything outside of weed so right um but i've had wild things like i call them wild because i've never seen them before I'm not worried about oh like uh, drugs. I'm not scared of that. I'm afraid that I'm gonna like it too much. You're becoming and then addicted I'm gonna be or, stuck. Yeah. yeah, like that's one of my worst fears is becoming like an addict or you know or like a like a homeless person. Like I've right. been homeless before, but like an actual like homeless person. And then when you have kids, the last thing you want is to be homeless with your kid, and then right. you, you and the kid is in there. I yeah. feel that. Or things taking a hold of me. I feel that. Um, so for example, me, a lot of my first encounters with like weed and because I don't really I don't actually smoke at all but my first encounter was with my mom and I told you a story every time I was eight years old that's definitely really young but the way my mom's my mom's um analogy was like all right if you're gonna try something you see me do it try it around me first and then also feel comfortable to come to me um I don't necessarily I, I agree with that, the approach but, but I don't agree with it how young it was so yeah. there's still certain things like that whole like having adults where like the movies and certain things I would keep away from my kid maybe when my kid turns like middle school I would let them not necessarily be around but I would definitely start having conversations because I understand we we can not have the conversations but when they I remember in sixth grade there's definitely a lot of people that were being sexually active and talking about smoking when they got home and all this other stuff so kids are being presented to it so I was still because I know other kids are being presented at that age I do have to let my kid know so she's not oblivious they're not oblivious you have to let them try it out to understand but I don't have to let them try it out but also when you make them aware of things Mm -hmm. because and I I feel like now you have to make children aware of things at a younger age just because the um, level of influence people have now exactly. and there's a science now on how to influence people i mean there always has been but not to the scale that we have now mm-hmm. with media and content and stuff so i think the age of which i would have my like i would have the 
the conversation yeah it just i feel like as you introduce them into things like like explaining stuff to them i would feel that would kind of go with the age as right. they, like because then i know like it, we were talking about girls and sex and stuff in middle school what, yeah i mean i, I lost I my virginity at 14 my first boyfriend so. was nine yeah, I lost my, in my head at 14. <laughs> he was pretty serious. Yeah. We were pretty. We talked about getting married and everything at nine years old. Y'all wild, bro. I mean, I lost my virginity at 14, so. Bro, I could have lost my virginity at nine if I really wanted to. Yeah. But I just didn't. I was like, I, my mind wasn't there. But the fact that I was in a situation 14, where I could have. My wasn't either. Like, I was horny, but, it's like, just, I wasn't I wasn't ready to take the full leap. Like, yeah, oh, I'm going like, to have sex with a girl. Like, oh, snap. What? Like, <laughs> it's like, about to happen? Yeah. She was the one who was making it happen. Like, But I that's was, the crazy yeah. part. She was the same age as you, or was she older or younger? She was a little younger than me. She's, like, a year younger than me. She's 13, and you're 14. Yeah. And she's making it happen. Yeah. So that just shows that the, the kids are going to experience it no matter if we really want to or not. But we can't also be so naive that we're trying to keep. I know some parents, they'll they'll run away from the sex question. They won't really be there for the kids. So when the kids need someone to come and talk to, they can't come and talk to their parents. And one thing our kids are going to be able to do is come and talk to us. Or we're going to we're going to be the are, op- open parents where they can talk to us about any and everything. Yeah. Or what they're seeing on the screens, because there's just certain things for me I'm not listening to and playing around my children because mm-hmm. like we're like my two year old uh, nephew is looking at butts on the screen from a music video that you did not that I did I mean you don't have too many crazy ones the now but even think about the words and the lyrics yeah the words and the lyrics right and that even that had a weird impact on me as it far because he knows the lyrics at two word for word and, for let the top down and like, he may not know what every lyric means but he's saying it yeah. verbatim and with him doing that with us knowing what it means we know how music has a psychologically a psychological effect on us and even with other music videos I'll see him watching it and he's like looking at the girls like you know what I'm saying cause he, he's still a boy like yeah and the crazy part is like kids kids pick up on that energy really young I think like they know what they're I feel like they definitely know what they're attractive to when they're young. Because remember, we went to a baby shower, and the little boy that came in, he's like, hey, everybody, came in, introduced himself. He was probably like three or four. And then um, his dad said, well, you know, make sure you know, you're giving people hugs, or however he said it, because then he started giving people hugs. The first person he went to was me. And there's, there's symbolism in that, because I was also the youngest person there that was not his family member. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what made him come to me first? Probably was like, she bad, bro. I'm about to hit her He's with this charm. He's three or four years old. You about to hit her with this charm. He's three and four. That's the part that's wild yeah. to me. You know what I mean? So we just have to let people know that the sexual urges or whatever is going to be natural. It's going to be natural. And it's just some uncomfortable conversations you're going to have to have with your kids once you once you see your kid moving that way. There's some kids that like, okay, if they're not even thinking about that, then you don't have to bring it to them. That's why it's really important to get to know your kids. And before you start shoving a whole bunch of stuff down, you know, their their throat or their, you know, like just information in their head, get to know your kid to see where they're at. Because then what we have to do as parents is we have to meet them where they're at at that time. So if my, if my kid's still playing with Barbie dolls and they're not even thinking about boys, that I don't feel like it's necessary to have some conversations. Right. But then when I get to the point where, okay, I know they're going to either parties or they're going to be around other people and they might start having feelings and they start talking about I have a boyfriend. Because my little nephew is like 10 and he's talking about he has a girlfriend and he's talking to her on the phone. 
You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, if you consider having a girlfriend, at that point, you found the girl attractive. Now we need to dig deeper. Like, okay, well, what do you find attractive about this girl? Kind of see where his head's at. Because his head could be like you. Like, I find this girl attractive, but I just want to hold her hand and talk to her. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? He might not even be thinking about anything else. But it's very important to know who your kid's around and where they are mentally. A lot yeah. of parents don't dig deep and try to understand their kids. And that's why, like, I don't want I never wanted a lot of kids because... It's already going to take a lot out of you having kids, but I also feel like we need to, everyone, if we have two to three different kids, they're going to be different. So we can't raise them the same. You know what I mean? Their conversation, the way we talk to them, everything's going to be different. One may be more sensitive than the other. Like you just got to know your children. And I think a lot of parents that I know, it kind of bothers me that I'm like, you don't know your children. You do not, you don't know them and they can't feel comfortable coming to you. And that's that's why mental health is so, is so high because right. I, even you as a kid, could you go? to your parents like you wanted to my parent no You're, yeah no i i don't feel like i could and do you think based off of where you were at that time because i know you said you were depressed at a, at a certain age do you feel like going to your mother but knowing your mother actually understood you would would have helped or do you just feel like not talking about it was the best thing I feel like not talking about it was the best thing but, but my situation is different the most but so. it, you thought it wasn't the best thing because of who you would be talking to yeah. Like they wouldn't understand, they it would do more harm than good. Are you right. crying right now? That's what it sounds like. I'm just trying to. Get, I'm just trying I to understand. It. I don't want to do all that, but I feel you. Like you know, I didn't feel comfortable. Yeah, um, you don't have to time. give me details of why. Yeah, I'm just I just saying, don't want to like, cry to my childhood, but I know most. <laughs> or child, you can ask me questions. I know children. Yeah, I know a lot of children that couldn't go to their parents, me included. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of people I couldn't go to. Because I could go to my mom, but I don't think her advice would have been the best advice. Right, which means yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like it's almost like. I was making this smart decision on weighing my pros and cons because, like, I know what my mom's going to tell me, and it's like, I don't think that's what I don't. I was making a smart decision, just put right. it like that. So, but yeah. So, do you have any final thoughts of what you want to talk about? What is your thoughts on physical discipline, and when is it appropriate to physically discipline your child? Um, I feel like my my um. So when it comes to discipline. You don't, I don't believe I have to put my hands on, on the child, so we both agree with that. So my first approach is talking to them. Um, I would probably do like a strike three type approach. My first approach is talking to them. Every scenario is different. Um, if I'm talking about them the same, if I'm having the same conversation, then it has to lead to more of a punishment. And then if we're having the same conversation, at that point I have to, I have to do a more extensive, if that could that could be giving them a whooping um, or just doing a more extensive punishment or doing both or all, all three at that time. It really just depends on the kid and the situation. Um, but my first approach is not yelling and hitting. I agree with that. For me, um, safety is something that I wouldn't be too lenient with. So if I was to like pop my kid, then, and I mean, I'm not talking about abuse here. I'm not talking about full blown, you know, slapping in the mouth. Yeah, we ain't doing all of that. But um, like the type of whoopings I used to get, I would say like if, if, if they're running out in the street, like all right they get told once but after that i'm not having no conversations with you on that mm-hmm. like so absolutely so thing. your thing is i should only have to tell you once yeah and, and i agree i agree with that too and the degree I agree. I agree. of what they're doing yeah like if I, just I agree being, with that as yeah well. if they're just because there's a difference between being defiant bad 
or you know or disrespectful mm-hmm. and being curious exactly and you, boys for example like i do want to be a boy mom but i also know boys are a handful and they're curious when i was out when you were getting your hair cut today i was just sitting in the car and i was watching these two little boys and there's an ice cream shop and the tree that they were playing with is still close to the road and i know like sometimes like we don't even like i wouldn't even want my kid playing by the road because it's not even outside of the kid people just don't drive people hit trees and do all kinds of stuff so because it's a main road and there's a tree and there's a and there's a just a main road there i wouldn't want my kid by the road but the parents was ordering the ice cream or the mother whoever they were with and they were like playing with the tree they were actually playing with each other like you know fight, fighting and stuff like play wrestling and stuff play fighting and they were doing that and then they started playing with the tree branches but then they started getting closer to like the road so in that type of situation what would you have done if you know your kids are like, you know, they're boys, what would you have done in that situation? It depends, but if it if it's that close to the street, nah, they don't need to be there. Like okay. play over there if y'all gonna play fight. Right. So you just be like, hey, move to another yeah. side. Yeah. Do you don't? It's not that you're playing; it's where you're playing at. Right. One thing I will say with discipline, I my child will always understand why. And I was going to say that. The consequence is what it is. I like that because yeah. what you what you did is you explained to them it's not what you're doing, it's where you're doing it. It could be at. what you're doing. I'm, I'm talking about that particular that, situation. Yeah, you know one, what I mean? But, but that's very important because overall, then versus some kids like, like they some kids are just so confused because they're like, okay, you're telling me not to do this or that. I don't even know what to do. Or sometimes the parent is always screaming and yeah. want to whip on them and taking their anger out on them. Mm-hmm. Like, no, they, they will always, if they get a whooping from me, a punishment from me, or any form of consequence, they're going to know the action and why they shouldn't be doing that and what happens after that right because they're going to understand and they're going to be be able to align those lessons with life understand you have a decision of your choices and actions Mm -hmm. everything has consequences everything has a consequence and that's a really great lesson yeah and because i'm also going to reward them and, and and um provide them like different affirmations and stuff when they are doing things great mm-hmm. and also when i say they need to pick me up i'm going to be compassionate and understanding you know sometimes we be so sometimes you have to just look from the outside i know a lot of parents where they're like they see that their kid might have an attitude and they're quick to be like what's wrong with your attitude because they're automatically making it about them like mm-hmm. maybe the kid ain't down or got this attitude because of you maybe Maybe, maybe they feel some type school, of way. You just maybe, never know. Yeah, you never know. So And they're learning emotions. And think about us as adults. We still are learning how to handle our, our, our emotions and communicate. Yeah. Communication is still big as an adult. So one thing I definitely would like to teach my child, because we've been doing really good you did say earlier too is that a lot of the stuff that they're going to learn is going to be from watching us so my last thing i want to leave you with um you were smoking a vape before right so when you do have a kid do you feel like some smoking a vape is something that you would quit or is it something that you wouldn't indulge in around your kid because it is something that people who smoke vapes if you look at them they always have them in their hand so how do you feel about that i would definitely not do it in front of my kid do you think you would be able to like keep the vape down and enough to be able to do that yeah okay yeah because like now i would say vapes for me is not like i feel i was it's a recreational thing so um yeah so as far as that goes into everything like that we talked about like with alcohol smoking and all of that so yeah that that would be i wouldn't want that around my kid like but i also gotta be realistic too like if i'm out in public and somebody's vaping i'm not gonna be like Hey, can you put that away? 
Like, yeah, I'm not going to be a Carl or a Kevin. You yeah, because so. at the end of the day, if they're vaping, then you, what you can do is you can excuse yourself. Yeah, if it's something you're not okay with being around, excuse yourself. Mm-hmm. So Versus being judgmental. I like yeah. that a lot. And I like one, the questions you ask. That's what I'm saying. I've, I've been trying to get really good at my questions. Yeah. But um, What are we talking about on the next episode? Uh, yeah, so if you guys want to tune in with the next episode, it's not necessarily about parenting. They don't want but, to, they're going to. <laughs> right. But um, another question I did see on a podcast that we're going to talk about in our next episode is... Um, women were talking about men being more valuable the older they get and women becoming less valuable the older they get mm. and I kind of want to know your perspective on that because there's a key word in there that I don't agree with but I do agree with the context in a sense so we're going to kind of elaborate on that a little bit alright bet well until right. further next time until next time go be great go be great